Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Two Smoking Microphones podcast. Um, I'm your best favourite host in the world, Connor. And I'm 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 your funniest guy, Harry. Hi. Hello, hello, people. Um, little, probably a little bit, a little bit of a shorter episode this time. Yes, apologies. Time constraints and. Uh, there's also maybe some audio differences in this one because of uh, equipment constraints. Just just constraints. We're we're all constrained. Yeah, and look, like we say every week, it's just it's just you know lives getting in the way. Get off our backs, please. Yeah, we don't, we don't, it's not, too, not, too much. Not that anyone's <sighs> on our backs, like you know. No, everyone's been actually really nice. Yeah, no one's no one's told us all those like you know those automated responses on instagram really helping us every time we do a post you know we'll oh, pr- pr- promote it here i feel like replying just like no you do it <laughs> it's, it's all it's all the same it's every single post is, yeah it's the same it's, few it's accounts the same one yeah it's, it's just different accounts going to the same oh it's fucking it's so annoying so um let's 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 have a little bit of a blitz through this yeah um so did you did you see that new venom trailer you know what? I watched it. I got back from a walk at lunch, and I was like, "Oh, okay. There's a new Venom trailer, not a Spider-Man trailer, but a Venom trailer." But, and I watched yeah. it, and I was like, "Hmm, okay. Better than the other trailers." For I sure. I didn't like this one as much. I felt like it was really poorly edited, and like the sound mixing was off. I'm a bit I'm a bit unsure of the film itself. And a lot of there's a lot of dialogue in this trailer, which is just very poor. Yeah, it's very I'm much thinking... focused on. I'm like, is this um, is this trailer dialogue? Is this like voiceover dialogue? Is this or is this going to be in the film? Like, there's a clip where Eddie tells, like, says to Venom, "I'll let you eat everyone in the world," and it's just like the way it's delivered and all that. Like, I'm just like, this is awful. <laughs> it's really weird. It's like the trailer's trying to take quite a serious tone, but then some of the lines they've used don't match that, and then it also completely goes against like all the stuff with Venom and. And um, Eddie is very much in a serious way, whereas yeah. in the previous trailer, it's more of a banterous yeah. Plus, exchange. Plus, I think it spoils quite not spoils, but shows a lot of like how things are going to go down as well. Oh, hundred percent. We completely know the final the final battle is going to take place in a church. So if if you don't want to, if you don't want, yeah, don't watch this trailer if you don't want to know too much going into the film. Not that it's going to be an amazing film anyway. I don't have many high hopes. And I mean, well, currently it's meant to be released on September 24th, but he's think... trying to remove that and put this fall instead. Oh, fair enough. I, I, I think we'll still get it when it says it's going to come out. I, don't, I mean, we'll see. Nothing's being delayed again at the moment, really. Nothing big anyway. Yeah, I hope not. The only thing I've started to be like, shit, it could get delayed is Spider-Man. Well, it's finished. Well, no, they're reshooting at the moment. Oh, are they? Yeah, fair enough. There was yeah, re- I mean, resh- from like a week ago. reshoots always happen. Like, yeah, and I mean to be fair, reshoots can happen quite late on in the post-production part as well. If it's just like a couple of shots they need, you know, it's easy to carry an edit yeah. in the film and then. Or if the film's bad. In. <laughs> oh, don't say that. I've got such high hopes for this film, and I'm starting to get really worried. Don't have high hopes for it. Don't have high hopes for anything. Just be, just be cynical about everything until you see it. <laughs> Mate. The way things are going, I'm starting to be like that. Um. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's. I didn't think the trailer was very good. Yeah, I mean. I like the look of Carnage, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, the um, film might be good, though, will it? But not really going to speak on trailers, but it seems like the marketing for Shang Chi is picking up now, so getting excited for that. Yeah, surprisingly, not doing a lot of 
full-length trailers. They've been doing more like well, they did... 30 second featurette. The last trailer they released, they said it, they they titled it as the final trailer. Oh, okay. I think you only have two trailers. Right? I think so. Yeah, it had the initial teaser and it had the final trailer and it's got all these little ones that are coming out now. I believe. Okay, yeah, I'm yeah. alright right with that. I mean, it comes out in a month. We'll probably get. Well, we're going to get loads of little TV spot kind of trailers, probably. But they're not revealing yeah, too much, exactly. which is good. Yeah, no, I am excited to. I am excited to see it. No, I'm very excited um, for Shang Chi. Or Shang Chi. Yeah, I think it was the most recent 30-second uh, spot that actually really got me hyped for it. It was like a little bit behind the. Or it might be longer than 30 seconds actually. Oh yeah, there, there was the, the behind the scenes ones. Behind the scenes one wasn't there, which was like yeah. two minutes or something. Um, I think it was. Yeah, mix of footage and, and like um, uh, interviews, and it just got me so hyped yeah. for it. But um, on the topic of Marvel, Ant Man three has begun shooting. Very nice, but here in the UK as well. You can't 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 wait to see uh, Jonathan Majors back on screen. I just I love him. I love him. He was great. I mean, it's going to be obviously he's a very he's going to be a variant. He's going to be different. He wasn't playing Kang there, so. Yeah. No. Have you watched the um, assembled yeah. Loki? Yeah. Yeah, the only one I haven't seen is um is Falcon the Winter Soldier one, but I like this one like I like how they kind of went about explaining with him kind of explaining how you know, he wanted to do different to how he is going to do Kang and he wanted it to be a oh, bit yeah. more because he wasn't because he wasn't playing Kang. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, true. So that's a, I like how they that's how they approached it. Um Yeah, good. Um this could be talked about longer than normal, but we, we, we won't. We, we'll just brush on it. But yeah, uh, also with Marvel, I guess uh, Scarlett Johansson obviously is suing Disney. Yeah. Over over the uh, simultaneous the the day and date streaming release for um, Black Widow wasn't wasn't part of her contract. She's basically been shafted out of her bonuses, which you can say, oh, she's already rich enough as it is. But if there's a contract, they have to honor it, or they can face yeah. legal, you know legal situation a legal situation so and they are the the thing i did see about this as well is like when you look at it a lot of her other other castmates staying really quiet like even david david took the piss a little bit and was like should have made a drax movie but then when you compare that to the chris pat like allegations and stuff everyone was out supporting him so it kind of just shows a little bit like oh it's a bit I don't that's get the, why why Drax wouldn't turn around like why Dave Bautista's turning around and being like oh we should have made a Drax movie it's like that's got really nothing to do with the situation. Yeah, exactly. The situation also, is Black Widow was supposed to be getting a theatrical release, but it didn't because of COVID. But instead of renegotiating her contract, Disney decided to just do the day and date release on streaming. Yeah, and now apparently um, Emily Blunt and Emma, Emma Stone, Stone might be yeah. in it. A lot, yeah. A lot of people sure. are saying they might come forward as well because they're both their films got day and date uh, streaming releases. Yeah, the interesting thing will be about Emily Blunt because The Rock said in an interview um, yesterday that they've actually got a sequel meeting for Jungle Cruise this weekend. Yeah. So it'd be very interesting if she does go through with it, where that kind of if that impacts her. Sure, I mean, for the yeah, second film or not? She might not, and it's also yeah. I mean. I've heard it talked about more in depth on another podcast, and that's so it's we, you're not going to get that information from us, really. We just brush it, touch on it because it's Marvel news, really. It's related to. Oh yeah, we're just we're just completely speculating. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care to be be honest. It will all be settled. Nothing. No one's going to really get hurt by this. Yeah, but if in long story short, Disney should honor the contract. Yeah, they should. And it's funny because then they came out being like, "Oh, it's it's wrong of her to be doing this during times of COVID." And it's like. Yeah, but your Disney parks are open. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like it's not not exactly like you're all you've shut all your parks and all your stores and shit. Everything's everything's open with you guys. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. Um but let's segue to you know JK Simmons is is a Marvel person. He's also a DC person. He's going to be showing up in the uh, Batgirl thing. Oh shit, no way. I didn't Apparently, hear uh, he's in talks to show up in Batgirl. Okay. Yeah. As, as obviously Commissioner Gordon. So a lot of people were speculating um, it was going to be set within the the new version. So with the Jeffrey yeah. Wright Gordon, but uh, no, yeah. apparently not. Um, you know what? I'm very happy with that. And that I, back, I'd be down for that. That Batgirl, it's a film, isn't it? But it's a HBO exclusive. Yes, HBO exclusive film. Yeah. So which is, which is it would be nice to see it in the cinema. I might, you never know; they might do a limited release. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Zack Snyder's Justice League got a limited release. In the cinema in America, yeah. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's a that's no, that's not even started shooting yet. So you know. Oh yeah, that's late next year, I think. Um, I don't have any segue for this, but um, Tom Hanks has been cast in the next Wes Anderson movie, even though Wes Anderson's most recent film still hasn't even come out. I love that. I love Tom Hanks. So... I, I love Wes and I mean, I love Tom Hanks and I love Wes Anderson. So. Have they done a film together before? Uh, no, because I think part oh, of the okay. article I saw was like Wes Anderson typically works with the same actors over and over again. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, I don't think they ever have worked together. But no, I mean Tom Hanks is good. I feel like he would fit into the, a Wes Anderson film. All Wes Anderson's film have, films have the same tone anyway. It feels. <laughs> yeah, no, true, and I think I think he has a, a style of com- filmmaking. Yeah, it'll be a very interesting combination to see them together as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it'll be very, it'll be very good, very interesting to see on screen. That's for sure. Um, and I don't, I don't have a segue for this one. But uh, wait, no, yeah, I do. No, I don't. Don't worry, I'm not going to try this. It's too, it's too hard to do. Um, but the director of uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, Dan Trachtenberg, is obviously doing a Predator movie, which is uh, yes. titled Skull, and it's uh, nearly finished filming. I was gonna say yeah when I was reading the when I was reading the interview about that I was like I wonder when it starts filming it was like no it's nearly finished and they haven't even confirmed the cast yet this has been which a de- I quite I quite like it's also been in development since 2015 or something like that fucking hell yeah no this was always it wasn't it was always initially because it was obviously made when Fox was still Fox yeah it was initially going to be um, it wasn't going to be addressed that it was a Predator movie right okay because it's apparently it's going to be set in like um the frontier in a native like in america so like it's going to be a focus on a native american woman oh okay like it's going to go back to kind of the roots of one person you know outsmarting the predator kind of thing yeah it kind of, kind um, of strip it back a little bit yeah and it was obviously initially going to be marketed as not a predator film but it is a predator film and we know it's a predator film and we know it's coming at some point um yeah, and I have the last part of the film was shit. I've only seen the first one, and I didn't even think much of that. <laughs> Fair play. I thought it would. It just has a terrible script. Like, there's so many bad jokes in it, and it's quite sexist as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I imagine I've not um, seen it. But yeah, so I mean, Dan Trachtenberg, Trachtenberg, uh, he's a good director from the one film of his I've seen. What film's that? Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I still need to watch that actually. No, no, that film's incredible. Yeah, I've only heard amazing things about that film. To be it's, fair, it's the best Cloverfield film. <coughs> Apologies for the cough. I haven't got COVID. Um, I got tested. But that's for newsy things. That's all I have written down. Um, I 
don't I don't believe when was the last because the last time we recorded was obviously quite a while ago it's since been confirmed that Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall are leaving Doctor Who yeah kind of um, big news for the for the Hooniverse it's uh, I mean the thing is it, it was kind of rumoured for for quite a while that Jodie Whittaker would be leaving it was it was it was heavily rumoured but people thought you know they, they might wait until um, the year like 2023 because it's the 60th anniversary maybe go out that way like Matt Smith did yeah. Um, but then last week they did a Comic Con panel where they debuted the new kind of teaser, um, and then nothing was said there. And then literally out of the blue, two days later, it was just it was just dropped on their website. Yeah. Um, so what's going to happen now is you've got the there's a six part yeah I was series. I was reading that um, yeah because the next series is going to be one story. Yeah, so which is got a six part is something they used to do the classic Who right? Yeah, like for example. Um, when you think of like classic here and you think okay like uh, uh, there's a famous Peter Capaldi one called Earthshock or Time and the Rani or Log Apocalypse or Two of the Cybermen people go oh there must be one episode no it was it was like eight, it could be anywhere between four to like 13 episodes long and it was one overarching story by, by the way you said Peter Capaldi oh shit sorry apologies <laughs> um, it's because I was reading an interview with him about Doctor Who today as well um, yeah so and I like well, which Doctor was it? What, what, what was the episode I said? Uh, you mentioned Tomb of the Cybermen. Tomb of the Cybermen, Patrick Trouton. Okay. Um, where did, you get, where did Le- you get Peter Peter Capaldi from? Unless you're oh. thinking of did Peter Davison have one? Peter Davis, sorry, that's Peter Davison was Earthshot. Okay, yeah, that was with. another one you mentioned. <laughs> My brain's everywhere today. That's right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they're doing they're doing a six part series. Then there was already confirmed to be two specials, mm-hmm. but now it's been confirmed that. Jodie's last episode, which will be late next year, is a feature-length movie that will, that will also tie in with the BBC's like 100-year celebration. Did you... Um, I don't, sorry, I, I probably blanked out for a minute because I was thinking of what I was going to say next. Did you mention it's going to be three specials the year after? Yeah, next, so yeah. Next year, right? Yeah, literally just said it, yeah. So yeah, okay, be, sorry, I, I wasn't... <laughs> I, I was listening, but... <laughs> no, it's all good. I zoned so, out for a second. There's multiple routes they could go, right? Because obviously a lot of people were quite worried that, or oh, maybe this will take a break on the show. And then they, BBC came out and was like, "No, no, we, you know, the next Doctor in the showrunner will be revealed like very, very soon. We've already cast them because Jodie nearly finished filming. I don't. So they would have already had to have been cast I don't, or at least spoken to. I don't like the idea. I, I really think they should do something more secretive with the next Doctor, and they should just leave it until the. Lo- I know it's hard because there'll be leaks and shit, and it's a long time. But I don't know. It doesn't when it, it kind of then gets to the point where you feel like you're just waiting for the next Doctor to show up yeah and that was that was my thing when I was talking to talking to my friend Alex about this and, uh, and I was saying there's, there's a couple of ways they can go about it they could announce probably just before the new series starts and then because the, the overall story will probably be the six episodes and the three specials right it'll probably be one overarching thing um, so you can either do it like that or the way I'd quite think would be quite interesting is announce the showrunner because i think that's obviously very important yeah and then just don't announce anything about the new doctor okay maybe say what the, like just confirm it's going to be a woman for example but don't actually announce who's playing them until it airs yes unless, it'll be extremely difficult unless if of course off, i was gonna say unless of course it's like a complete unknown and then we don't know anything anyway but if it's someone big yeah, like when Matt Smith was cast, he was very unknown, so it was kind of, he was announced, and everyone was like, 
I've not really heard about this guy. Okay, that's that's fine. But, um, yeah, it's very exciting. It's and also it's, it's also quite it's also quite scary as well because obviously Chris Chibnall now leaving is whoever's now going to pick it up will not only have to set up a new Doctor, a kind of new era, um, and all these stories, they're going to have to set it up in the 60th anniversary. So of the it's a case. Of, I was gonna say of the modern era, um, mm. Stephen Moffat's the longest running showrunner, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So because he ran from he 20, 2010 until twenty eighteen, twenty seventeen. Yeah, so he did six series. Uh, Russell Davis did four, and Chibnall's done three. And yeah, so because I was gonna say Chibnall's yeah, it's just one short of the Russell T Davis era. Um, yeah. But it's weird because David Tennant had three series, then the specials, and it was such a big deal when he went out. I feel like Jodie Whittaker's going to have three series, the specials, but I don't feel like it's a big deal her leaving. No, I think I think. But I also think it's because of how much David Tennant's era read like redefined Doctor Who and made it helped make it as big yeah. as it did. Like David Tennant's era Doctor Who kind of put it back on the map, and then. Matt Smith's era of Doctor Who made it more international. Yeah, and I think that's the. I think you're right. Like, for example, when Christopher Eccleston left, it was so out of the blue, and then when David Tennant left, like you said, he had just completely reinvented the show again, mm-hmm. and it was such a big deal. Matt Smith left in the 50th anniversary year, so it was all one big kind of promotional yeah. 50th anniversary. And see him leave, and then when Peter Capaldi left, or Capaldi sorry left. It was also the showrunner was leaving, mm. um, and it was also they were doing a multi doctor story, so that kind of was big as well. Yeah, I think I think the fact that she's going to get a film will help in some way if they do it right. So you know, and when I say film, it'll be like an hour and a half, I think. Well, she's okay. So the, the new showrunner would be would be coming in in the 60th anniversary year. Yeah, so obviously next year is of... 2022. Yeah, so 2023 is of... yeah. Would they do a series at the start of the year and then like a special at the end? Would they do like a series that would tie up with a special towards the end of that year? Because obviously Jodie's only finished filming, so they've got all of next year to film um, this this 60th anniversary so, year and new series, new Doctor. So they've got time. They've got she, lots of time. They said she's le- obviously Jodie Whittaker's leaving at the end of the free special. So is she absolutely leaving at the end of next year then? So the last special she's in. Yeah. So or could it be a matter of? They'll keep her on until, and then reintroduce the new Doctor and new showrunner after the the sixtieth, or like have Jodie regenerate in the sixtieth. No, so they've said that if there is absolutely going to be, if there is absolutely going to be a sixtieth anniversary special, that is. Yeah, well, they've said that she leaves her last special, which is the feature length film, is the end of next year. So the new Doctor will come in at the end of next year just at the start of the 60th kind of year yeah. just before so um yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a completely new doctor when when there's a, when that special comes on so i assume they'll do something like a series and then a multi-doctor kind of special i would have thought mm. but um yeah it's quite it's quite huge. it definitely it definitely came out of the blue i would have thought they would have announced it at comic-con so it definitely just kind of dropped um out of, the, out of the blue. It is more of a thing where you don't. I don't think that's more of a thing you don't announce at Comic Con because you want that to all be like the the good occasion. You want to promote the good things, and then obviously, I'm not saying it's a bad. You know, I'm just saying that 
that's more of a oh no it's good. an after to... announcement where you're like oh yeah by the way this is happening you want the comic-con event to be about what's coming next like yeah and i mean yeah it, it, like, don't get me wrong jerry's not been my my personal favorite doctor i have loved her as the doctor no, she is good um but and but then it's like the thing again it's just like the doctor leaving is always sad you know what i mean it's, it's this particular era coming to this would have been some kids very first time watching the show do you know what i mean yeah. so it's a big and obviously being the first female doctor as well it's a big that's a big, big chapter so now obviously the question is who's the obviously next? the question is who's the next doctor but my bigger question is i want to mine's who's the next showrunner so yeah you can cast an amazing person as the next doctor but if they don't have a good writer behind them then it's not going to be worth it i can't think of any other um off the top of my head any other trans actors but let's get elliot page to do it <laughs> that'd be sick wouldn't it <laughs> It's the o- only trans actor I can think of. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm the same. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean, we have like in terms of this show, we are talking about doing a uh, Doctor Who topic soonish. I need to kind of think about what a go, good topic would be. To go with someone who's pretty like androgynous, could probably possibly be gender fluid. Go with Tilda Swinton. She's British as well, right? Yes, yeah, she, she identifies is. as That'd she identifies as Scottish. Does I say identifies because I've read that on her Wikipedia. Something about her like she chooses to identify as Scottish or something like that. She does have Scottish origin but like yeah. how bizarre. Tilda Swinton's great. Um, she could do it. But yeah when this when this news came out it was kind of getting to a point where I always have a love for the show but I was like I've not heard about it, a lot of it for a while. I listen to the audio and that kind of keeps my love there but in terms of the, the actual watching it I was like oh you know I'm a bit and then like, this news came out and it just really got me and I was like oh no I'm still fully in love with, with this, this show. Which is kind of nice. It's yeah. kind of nice to kind of reaffirm that. And the new trailer kind of—it was only like a minute long, and it was very much a teaser. Um, Stephen Moffat accidentally confirmed the Weeping Angels are in the next series. Um, I haven't even seen then, seen it. Well, well, it's not in the trailer, but it's—he um, did like a post on Instagram when Jodie was leaving, because obviously they have to yeah. ask his—it's his creation. They have to ask his permission still. Um, and he was like, "Oh, she's going to face the Weeping Angels," and then he had to repost and say, "Look, a lot of you saw that last post, but let's pretend that wasn't there." It was like, I bet the BBC rang you up and was like, "Fucking take that down." I'm trying to think of what we could do because I wouldn't. I personally, I do, I do want to do a Doctor Who topic, but I wouldn't go for like a season review thing or something like that because that means I'd have to rewatch it, and I'm not in the mood for doing that. Without, well, no, my, we could do that my at thing, some point though. I would definitely be up for doing that at some point, just not. Yeah, well, no, that we could like do like. MCU, it could be like it could be one every so yeah, often. But we could do like maybe uh, like regeneration special things that we talk about I mean or we could like, just talk about like the end of time part one and two first and then yeah I was going to say maybe like we can either do we could do like a recurring regeneration kind of special or favourite regeneration story or we could do one of um, that would be like very fan... very short from my point of view if we did like favourite regeneration story <laughs> or we could like choose choose a doctor and choose like our favourite like our standout episodes yeah. from that particular era so like we could do Definitely. it in like two weeks where we say let's say Chris Eccleston and David Tennant to get, or choose choose like a series length so we'll say series like one to four for example and we'll say right let's choose two standout episodes that we really love um, two? that'd be, that'd be, that'd be so hard, hard to do hard for me, yeah but it's like, really interesting all of like David Tennant's leaving specials were great I say all of the last three, so end of time part one and two, and Waters of Mars. <laughs> yeah, oh, Waters of Mars is so fucking good. Um, 
yeah. We'll, we'll have to think about that a bit more and try and narrow down a topic because it's a very broad thing, Doctor Who. Yeah, maybe we'll do it then. So we'll just say, um, we'll try like and... between series yeah. one and two, for example, we'll start off with. Yeah. We'll or we'll see... just choose a doc. We'll just choose a doctor and we'll say, right, let's choose some standard episodes. Like we'll start with David Tennant being the the kind of go to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll be in a, that'll be some point possibly in the future next week or the week after. Yeah, we haven't got anything like coming out or anything that we're gonna have to talk about. No, yeah, I think not next week, but the week after will be free guy. Um, I yeah, mean, next week, I think yeah, I guess <laughs> we'll basically talk about it off air, and then you'll find out when it's on. I did see the uh, the, obviously that they had. I don't know if it had been released normally, but there was a free guy trailer when I went to watch Suicide Squad. Was it the one with him, yeah. like, really jacked up? Yeah. yeah. I saw that as well. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually... But I then again, but really I, that doesn't feel that. like part of the film, because obviously it's saying that he's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I'd be very... That seems like a promotional thing, just film. to be like, oh, it's Ryan Reynolds, oh, Deadpool's mentioned, you know, but it was, I thought that's pretty good. But that doesn't feel like part of the film. But I've heard a, seen a couple of things of people saying it's pretty good, but... I'll well, but you, that um, that film uh, was that obviously that trailer was shown when we saw. Unless you've got, you're about to say something else. I was about to segue us into no, the main topic. No, I was about to say that was already a great segue. But I'm okay, no, yeah, I've got the I've got the segue, which is that yeah, obviously that trailer we I saw when I saw the Suicide Squad. I assume you saw it when you saw the Suicide Squad as well. Um, I did. That film has a uh, Taika Waititi in it, and so does the Suicide Squad. So yeah, I heard rumors he was in it, but then when I saw him, I was like, oh fuck, he's him. What? Which one? Um, the second one, Talk about but, Suicide Squad. But, what, you, 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 you were surprised he was in the Suicide Squad. He was confirmed to be in it on, like, when the yeah, official cast list came out. I completely forgot. No, about I will it. say I forgot he was in it until the end, um, until the credits, uh, t- opening titles, and then I forgot yeah. he was, and then I didn't even realize he was in it until he showed up. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get to that man. when we talk spoilers. I actually have a way we should we could do this review to make it a little bit shorter. Okay, but still enough information. We both say our initial, like our thoughts of the film as an overall, give our rating, and then we just go into spoilers. Okay, yeah, so, I'm down with that. I don't know if my notes, if I'll be able to get through this, but um, I have a bits in here where it is it's like I am comparing it to the first one because obviously that's going to happen. It's this, it's you know, it's suicide. It's squad. hard. It's hard not to. Yeah. But um, I found this film so much more fun with a lot of better, lot better action. It's very violent. It's um, it it gives almost everybody a chance to shine. Um, there's a lot more emotional connection to all the characters. There's a lot more stakes in this film. Um, yep. And I think everybody is pretty great. Uh, I would give this film a smoking microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, this was such a good laugh. You could tell that they gave James Gunn as much money as he wanted, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. make what you want and I think it I think it works I think it's really funny the cast really shine it's really gory um I just I just had such a great time like I just enjoyed every second of it um yep. so yeah I'd, I'd I'd give it a smoking microphone yeah 100% cool and that's that's our review of the film see you next time no let's let's get into some spoilers <laughs> Um, first off, first off, I want to touch on a point I made in my thing, which was there are more stakes. We see this right at the beginning of the film. <laughs> Loved 
absolutely because that opening be, sequence again, is incredible <laughs> and i mean the, again i know this is parent, but compared with the first one is they made a suicide squad film but didn't actually do what it does in the comics and kill them off do you know what i mean the, you get you get five ten minutes into this film and a, a bunch of characters including captain boomerang from the yeah. original we're introduced just brutally fucking killed yeah. off so we're introduced we should yeah we should i mean i don't i'm not going to touch i haven't got any other information up anymore but yeah the film was directed and written by james gunn solely um and it came out recently um <laughs> Is it nice. even? I don't think it's even out in America yet, is it? Or is it out now? Or is it out I this week? It come, I think it comes out at the time of recording. It's like what? like today or tomorrow. When we're talking about when we when this episode's out, it's probably out in America. But we technically got it early, and we I, we basically saw it as early as possible. So yeah, I um, saw it on like the second or third day. I think you saw it on like the I second. saw it on the Saturday, and you saw it on the Sunday, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it came out on the Friday. Yeah, um, but yeah, so yeah, stakes right away. So we get introduced to the the initial team. With uh, obviously Rick Flag, uh, who is much better in this film. Really, really. Um, this enjoyed him. This in instantly. This film. I mean, this is this is our spoiler segment. We've already said that, so I'm gonna say instantly made me want so much more of the character, and I'm so sad that he dies. I tell you what, but it is yeah, a comic book I, thing. He could come back. <laughs> yeah, when when that scene happened at the end, I was like, I, I turned to Maddie. I was sorry with him. I was like. Oh fuck! I was actually really into this. This, okay. this is what oh, I mean this by sick. this is what I mean by so much better emotional connection. But like, yeah, we don't really get much emotional connection to Rick Flag. We're not given stuff about his backstory or anything. But he's like, because he's such a more interesting character, we care about him a bit more. Yeah, exactly. We actually like like in the first one they tried to give him this kind of he was so bland emotional <laughs> kind of yeah emotional subplot. They gave us the romance. Yeah. I didn't give us. The love, I didn't give a shit, but in, the love story of Enchantress. In this, it's just him leading the squad, and it it just works. It just he's funny, like you actually get emotionally invested in the character. And when he dies at the end, you actually go, "Oh fuck!" Like I actually, yeah, I'm no, I was like this guy. I was so like. The funny thing is the film goes so far out of its way to be like, yeah, he's dead. Because at first you're like, oh, he's just been stabbed, he could be fine, he could be fine. No, they go to an inside shot of the thing that stabs him being pushed into his heart. And yeah, you're they, like, they really, you're like, fucking they hell. Really didn't, you really, they had really to... didn't hold back in the death aspect of this film, they really, sure. They really plunged that tile deep. <laughs> well, it's even, like the, it's even like the opening sequence, right, when you see them all die, like you see Captain Boomerang getting powered by a bunch of tree like oh yeah it's, and, it's, then, that's and then brutal. you see him explode in a fucking helicopter crash you see like you see pete davison's face shot off yeah so, a massive hot, gaping hole so that's what I was, yeah, I was gonna go through and introduce the team first but yeah um so we've got mongal who she dies how does she die again like specifically is she just in the explosion she, that oh I she burns to death the she burns to death yeah she's yeah. Yeah, like because she takes the helicopter down, but she's like clearly not competent. Um, the film does start off by introducing us to Savant, who's played by Michael Rooker. Should have a cast yeah. list up for this as well. I don't even know the name of the actress that played Mongal. Uh, Savant dies through the head chip. Savant, yeah, because he start he's like watching everything unfold, and he's like, I am not fit for any of this, so he runs off and. Tries swimming off and they blow his head up. Um, Weasel, we- <laughs> Weasel's so good in this. <laughs> but he- yeah, he's really funny. I love him. He's just—it's so. 
it's funny. It's even funny when you think that it's Sean Gunn doing all of that as well. Like not yeah, everything, sure. but obviously it's a CGI character, but yeah. <laughs> um, and he yeah, they drop him out. They drop everyone out of the plane, and he can't swim. And it's it's a very funny segment where you could just hear him drowning. <laughs> and they're all like, could, "Did it? Did anyone check if Weasel could even swim?" <laughs> I have got a favorite cast member death. Okay. It's not from this opening sequence, though. Uh, we'll get to it when we get to it then. Yeah, uh, I think I know. Got, got, I, think, I think I'm knowing who it might be, but we'll yeah, get to I've it. Yeah, I've got we'll a clear favourite. Um, but yeah, I we again this this is spoiler talk. So there is a is it? It's not in the end credit scene. It's right before the credits. Weasel is alive and runs off into the distance. <laughs> yeah, he literally just runs off. <laughs> no, I I absolutely love that we potentially will see more of Weasel because <laughs> I loved him. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great character. It's the way he just flops into the water and just drowns fucking hell um but yeah also in that team is yeah we get pete davidson playing blackguard yep um who get shot in the face uh who else was in that obviously captain boomerang who immediately is so much better in this film but then obviously he dies in this opening scene yep um harley's in the opening scene but she gets captured javelin yeah played by played by Borg. yep who's great in the brief time he gets and then yeah he's shot before he even gets to throw his javelin (laughs) and gives it to Holly gives it to Holly Um, who else is in that I think that's it right in in that initial team there's TDK oh yeah the the detachable kid who is arm fall off guy arm fall off boy something like that arm fall off man yeah. I don't know he's one of the, yeah he can, he can detach his arms and he just goes and slaps a bunch of guards which again it's pretty funny and he gets shot and he gets shot I love it when you see it. obviously that's played by uh, Nathan Fillion uh, obviously when he, you see his arms getting shot and he's just writhing on the floor in pain <laughs> just... yeah yeah, um, yeah Rick Flagg's obviously in like... that initial team and he we, we assume he's captured as well and then they're like the decoy team yeah they're the and decoy the... team for the, the proper team which Entails uh, Bloodsport. Um, yep, Idris Elba. Yep, Peacemaker, John Cena. Um, yep. King Matt Shark or Nanawe. Yep, King Shark. For Sylvester Stallone. Uh, yeah, Ratcatcher 2, um, Gabriella Melchior. Yep. And um, Polka Dot Man, David Dasmalchian, who's fucking incredible. Um, in this. <laughs> absolutely great, but I'll tell you what, King Shark, I think, is. is... I love King Shark. I love King really, Shark too. He, but it, I think he's one of my favourites in this. My only thing, I love, I love him still. I think he's great. The only problem I have is he is a cliche. Oh, hundred percent. The yeah. big, dumb, simple guy, essentially. It you was know? the bit where he sees the, the the other fish at the yeah. end, and he just starts running around the tank. <laughs> my my standout in this film is actually Gabriella Melchior as Ratcatcher too. Oh, she's incredible. She's you can fantastic. Tell when... She's so like pure. <laughs> despite being, said, like, despite being like a villain yeah film. I remember him saying that like, like afterwards being like oh yeah he did say that and then she clearly is the heart of this film she's fantastic 100% Idris Elba leads the film very well I think he's quite good great yeah, I really enjoyed Idris Elba yeah John great Cena chemistry. was really good John Cena is fun I feel like a lot of his best bits were in the in the trailers but he does get some bits in this some extra bits that are pretty funny yeah like when <laughs> When King Shark's about to eat Ratcatcher two in the in the middle of the night, and they all just you know, and then obviously Idris Elba stops him, and then it's just John Cena's just standing there in his underwear. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Polka Dot Man is 
fantastic in this. <laughs> the running gag with him and <laughs> is brilliant. And the mum. Yeah. Fuck. I just wanted sorry I was gonna say it's when they're in that dance sequence in the you know in the, in the club and they're dancing and I it took me ages to realize oh wait they all look like his mum <laughs> oh yeah I didn't realize at the very end and I was like what the fuck I was like that's that's great I love it, that this film didn't get enough laughs when I saw it like but it's fucking yeah. hilarious it, it did get it's a lot of laughs so but funny. I feel like in some sequences where it seemed like people didn't take to the 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 mum joke as much as like I did. I fucking loved that. Yeah, that really, really, really. Made it's me laugh it's the bit that. at the end where um, it just Elba points at Starro and just goes, "Who's that? It's your mum." <laughs> that was my yeah. That's my again. We're spoilers. I can say that was my favourite character there because it's so you finally think he's there. You know more, and he goes. I honestly, and then he just gets fucking crushed. I, I actually expected that, which is the worst part about it for me. Like, I don't not not doesn't make anything. I'm not saying it's like it's always oh, made everything bad, but I mean, I did see that coming. It's the way it's framed yeah, it and just, everything. It's like it's almost like a car crash angle where it's like, oh no, he's about to die. <laughs> it just it made me laugh so much. Um, um, yeah, really like that. I will say, it's kind of a negative thing. I think. Margot Robbie's still fantastic as Harley Quinn, but Harley feels like a guest character throughout this film. Yeah, I didn't... It wasn't until the, the second half. I think she she fits in the second half of the film, for sure. She it's doesn't because, really fit in the first half. It's because I feel she's, like you could have just had... As I say, it's like, because she's detached from everyone else throughout the rest first half of the film, really. She's not with yeah, anyone else. Have, she's with the guy who we've, who's set up as being a villain, then he's killed. <laughs> Yeah, you easily could have had her not in the first half of the film, and it would have been as they're on the mission, they discover she's okay, like, yeah. in this house and been captured. I think that might have worked a bit better. I feel like it almost feels like a way, almost feels like a way to force her into the film. Yeah, well, I think Joe Gunn even came out and was like, originally they did say to him, he has to have Harley in the film. Which, I mean, I'm pretty sure he would have tried to put her in there no matter what. And I'm not saying yeah. I don't dis. I'm not saying I dislike the Harley stuff. I'm just saying that she does feel like a guest. You know, it feels like the Suicide Squad featuring Harley Quinn. You know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, she doesn't I feel like a think... part. She feels like it almost feels like you could take out most of the Harley stuff, and it doesn't change the film too much. Yeah, like she yeah. doesn't. Apart from I the think... fact that she's the one that that pierces Starro's eye and to get let all the rats get in. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's the rats that save the day. Um, oh yeah. But apart from the fact that she's the one that does that, she doesn't do it much else. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that it would have worked if she had just come in in the second half. It would have just been they're on the mission. They discover Harley's actually in the embassy and has been there for a while and is mm. trapped. And then it cuts to her, but like, get rid of the whole kind of her getting captured yeah. and stuff. Don't need any of that. My thing, my only negative was, but I don't know if it's the cinema or um, the film. I need to see it again. The night scenes, at least at the beginning, were, were a bit too dark, like color palette wise. Where did you see it? I found it uh, Rochester. Oh, then absolutely, that was the problem. See, that's what I was thinking. Yes, yeah, so I might. That's I might that watch it in IMAX. That's that cinema. Um, you do, uh, that's another thing think? is because yeah, seeing it in IMAX is absolutely the best experience because it was filmed in IMAX. It's incredible, and I saw this in a tweet actually. But I was like, oh no, abs- I absolutely agree with this. Seeing it in IMAX adds so much scale to that final battle. 
Yeah. Like, you're like, fucking Star Wars is huge, it feels like, when you're watching in IMAX. Like, everything's so big. And there were times where it felt like you're actually genuinely having to look to different parts of the screen, like, actually have actively moving your eyes or your head at one point, some points, just to see oh, something that's happening, like, more. There's a lot happening in the film, so... What did you think of the pacing? I thought it was fine. Like, I didn't... It feels like... There's no, a... no, gen... Not in a bad way, I'm just, like, genuinely asking, like... Yeah, it feels fine. I mean, I... I usually I only notice pacing if there's an issue. So yeah. I guess I didn't have any. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think it's paced very well. I I actually very much like how it cuts back to certain things. Like something happens and it cuts back. You know, for example, we see all of that opening battle and it cuts back to earlier on to the yeah, stuff I with like Idris Elba, well. and then we see his part, his side of it. I liked that. I like that the films. Yeah, I like there was the opening title sequence was showing all the dead bodies for the initial squad. Why? Which what I, I liked. liked as well is, I liked the fact it was a self-contained adventure, but also was like it didn't it didn't completely disregard the previous one, but it didn't address it. It was just like it was like the villains that were getting recruited already knew of the Suicide Squad, and from that, yeah, it was just, yeah. Of, like the first one happened, that's done. This is what it is. It didn't need to do this whole oh, this was the first film and this is all the characters again. It just it just got on with it. It literally opened the film. It opened the film on her already recruiting, and the mission just kind of cracked on. Yeah, which and I really I liked, liked that. that. Yeah, I like that. It works in its favour. Um, right. Yeah. I think specifically what else? Um, I actually made I made a note that's like this film has no obvious antagonist or villain because they're all villains essentially. <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you think of um, Peter Capaldi as the thinker? Oh yeah, I completely forgot. He was alright. He was alright. He was quite. Um... He was more exposition than anything. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But he's still good in the role. He was. Yeah, I mean, he was fine. <laughs> he served his purpose. That's all I can say. Like yeah, he wasn't was no bad. In this film. Yeah, no, there was no one in this film that I go. Oh yeah, they were. They were shockingly. I didn't really good. like Viola Davis's performance in this one. Oh really? I it almost felt like she. It was phoned in a little bit. I just almost I... like she didn't want to be there. Yeah, I just hate that character. I mean, so... she's. Yeah, I mean, that's as you're supposed to, really. She gets a golf club to the head at the end, so, you know. Good. Um, she's still alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, character was obviously as well. I didn't mean good that Ryan Dave's got a cup to the head, I meant good. No, and obviously she didn't, because that would have hurt. <laughs> would have, yeah, it would have been a lawsuit. Yeah, I don't think you, you don't golf club at a, a, an Academy Award winning actress. And I mean, look, Marvel and Disney can do a lawsuit, but DC, I don't think it's got it in them anymore. <laughs> I kind of, I like the, um, it was funny because when I was sitting through the credits, I was like, oh God, look, there's, in the special thanks, there's a special thanks to Jeff Johns, and I'm like, ugh, bad bloke. Ugh, terrible bloke. But obviously he created, Fuck he's bloke. one of the creators of the Suicide Squad, so you know. <laughs> I think, Still. or am I thinking of something else I watched recently? I don't know. Um, but... Yeah, so um, I actually really like kind of that uh, Peacemaker's kind of heel turn in this and how he was... The reason why he's on the mission is kind of like to ensure it goes smoothly. It made sense, I think, with his character. Yeah, he's like, he, he'll do anything to get to get peace. <laughs> but I like the fact there was no obvious hint of that happening no, until... yeah, it just happened. It the comes, scene before it happened, it just happens. It very much comes out of the blue because obviously there's the and fight... Then, the, we fight Because we find out it's the Americans that... Uh, have been experimenting on Starro and because there's a new government in place and now they found out about Starro it kind of ruins the Americans 
plans they don't want it all getting out so like oh let's just send the suicide squad in to make sure everything's destroyed but it doesn't go yeah, that way exactly and that's another thing at yeah. the end is they stay villains because in the end they like they threaten Amanda Waller essentially they're like we'll put it all out if you don't let us go yeah there's no redemption it's, just, it's them going right it's, we're gonna blackmail you now so yeah. we can fucking do our own thing leave us alone and so and I think that's what I like there was no like they, they there's little redemption arcs for them in terms of them as a team but there's no like changing them yeah. into fully fledged heroes there's, yeah there's no are, at the end oh we're heroes too. now they're still villains yeah they're still bad people yeah they've just done a good thing they've just helped out and now they've gone to do their own thing again like and I kind of I kind of like that I wasn't because it feels like an exposition scene the scene when we get the backstory for um, Ratcatcher 2 I like the way yeah, it was it done was but I it's an exposition scene initially when I saw that as well I didn't even recognise that was Taka Waititi until like right at the end of the little flashback the little what they do oh, I know. didn't well no yeah I didn't notice until the very last like I didn't notice in that in the bus it wasn't until the very end where she's kind of lifting the wand up and mm. feeding Star and it cuts yeah, yeah, to yeah. them Similar. it wasn't until that moment I realised that was Taika Waititi and I'm glad that like he, I'm, I don't mind him being in just a small role in this. Like I love Taika Waititi, but you know he's it's a small role. It's fine. He does, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna get so much more of him over the next year anyway. So. And I'm trying. I'm being like, what makes Ratcatcher to a villain? So far, there's nothing said in the film really about why she's. A su- unless I missed it. Uh, no, she says that she got. Well, her one is very much she. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time. She said she went into a bank, and they accused her of a bank robbery because of the rats. <laughs> um, so it's I mean, very I guess much a wrong place, wrong time, probably, kind of, yeah. kind of and there corrupt were, system. They were robbing things to get by in the streets, obviously. That that's, that's shown in a black in a flashback. Yeah. Um. I kind of like the little point they make about rats. Can't actually remember the phrasing of it, but I can't remember. I think oh, it was something about like if you can find like why she's like why rats and he's like or he says something about people like wonder why rats and it's like because if they can have a purpose then we can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think is a nice um, little point. It's at the end, isn't it, when she's doing the the, the wand? Yeah, yeah, and then that, that final flashback they do as she uses all the rats to take down Starro. Yeah. Um, there's not much else we can add about Starro. No, what you see is what you get. There's a couple of little surprises of how he kind of goes about his his thing. And I like the, the last thing Staros that says through a human body before it before it dies, and it's just it was just it was happy just floating in space. Yeah, that I really like that as well. So but yeah, what you see with Staros is very much what you get. I yeah. was there when the I, don't, I, I think it was taken down by the time you saw it, but there was a massive fucking star. Yeah, road. yeah, I know. Yeah, it wasn't there when I saw it, but I, I know. I had yeah. a friend that was in London as well and took a picture of it, and she was like, she didn't That's... know what it was, and I was like, it's it's Starro. It's a comic book character. Fucking. <laughs> I remember going for a walk at lunch at work and then walking past it, like, you know. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Yeah, ridiculously big. <laughs> explaining, but, um... explaining to somebody, oh, yeah, that giant starfish, that's a. It's a. It's a DC comic book character that uh, is a mind controlling outer space starfish. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not. It's not an easy conversation to have. It's it's, per- it's perfect though. Fucking love Starro. Um, oh, so good. I remember just seeing when it first showed up in the trailer. I was like, oh god, this film is instantly going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, and despite the fact, I was going to say, despite being shot in th- in the throat, Peacemaker is alive because he's getting his own series. 
Yeah, I did get for, for some at one point. Was like, oh, maybe it's a pretty cool. But then as soon as I saw that end scene, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, of course. He was only shot through the neck. Like if we had, we didn't see him, we didn't see him die, die. No, he just we saw anything, you plenty just see him pass out. Yeah, we saw plenty of other characters die, die. <laughs> so many. But in the end, the survivors are King Shark or Nanawe, as he's referred to throughout the film. Yep. Um, Ratcatcher, Bloodsport, Blood Ratcatcher two. Uh, Harley Quinn, obviously, and um, that's it, right? Of that team. Oh, yeah. and Peacemaker, obviously. Of that team, and Peacemaker, yeah. But um, everyone else, everyone else that's cast that's a villain is uh, is dead. And uh, I actually really like that this film. It's builds because a lot of people speculate it's going to start with a mission, they're all going to die, and then it's going to be the next mission. But it's all one mission. Yeah, I really yeah, like, I like that. the fact it wasn't different ones. I like the fact it was all one big thing. Oh, and um, special shout out to Milton. Ah, oh, Milton! <laughs> I I, I love that little scene that happens when when Polka Dot Man's like Milton's dead. It's like who's Milton? <laughs> and he just was like Milton was still with us. <laughs> I remember two scenes before where he's just kind of running after with the carrier bag. Yeah, I turned to Maddie going, I was like, do they realise he's still there? Is this is this intentional? And then that happened. And I was like, it's, oh, okay, okay. It's that scene, you know, where the one that's in the trailer, the trailer shot one, where it's like all of them walking out into the rain. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember noticing right in the corner of the IMAX screen, obviously because it's a big screen, I had to look to the side. I was like, Milton's still there. I didn't know his name at the point. I couldn't remember it. But I was like, that guy's still there. It's sort of like, it's like in Deadpool 2 when they're all walking up at the end and Dopinder's still there. Oh, I love Dopinder in Deadpool. He's great. Um, but yeah, and then they have that scene when Milton dies and like Polka Dot Man's like, I was really getting attached to him <laughs> yeah it probably comes out of nowhere and he just yeah I really enjoyed that I'm still really sad about Rick Flagg dying though I really like oh. I, I actually really like Joel Kinnaman but he's not been in enough good stuff good things yeah I didn't realise I'd be this kind of sad about it but he'll show yeah, up again he'll, he'll be fine they'll like fix his oh part. 100% <laughs> yeah he'll be fine he'll be fine he'll, he'll, have, a, he'll have a transplant and also there's also that subplot about the the people of that country they're in trying to take over the, the you know the freedom fighters taking over, which is very much just happening. Yeah, that was fine. I didn't, didn't care about it. Care, yeah. yeah, I will say so though, kind of the scene like when we're introduced. I'll say the scene when we're introduced to them when we think because even like when Amanda Waller says Rick Flag has been captured, don't you know? Don't hold back on these people. Take them all out. They're terrible people. Um, and they just go and kill all of the fucking freedom fighters and then they just open the thing and Rick Flagg's just sitting there having tea with her. Fucking brilliant. She's Absolutely also, brilliant. I can't remember the actress's name, she's also the scientist in New Mutants. Do- the doctor in New Mutants. Yes, yeah. she is. Yeah, yeah, Um, I should remember her name, but I can't, unfortunately. No, I'm not off the top of my head. But yeah, I love that they just, they take, they take out all the fucking freedom fighters and then like, um, proper brutally as well like not they don't it's not and, like yeah and then everyone's like oh no they were we don't know there was no freedom fighters here and then Polka Dot Man's just like I imagine they were my mom and I killed them all <laughs> <laughs> and then King Shark spits out like a fucking ring or something. oh yeah he spits out a guy's finger with a ring still on it <laughs> just fucking proper good time. it's a really really Truly. fun film with some really good action right. sequences like I, so entertaining I don't I want to see it again but I don't want to go and see it in Rochester <laughs> I want to see it again, but I don't. 
I don't want to see it. We shouldn't really name drop. I don't want to. We shouldn't name drop our local cinema. We don't like. I love Cineworld, but our local cinema is not very good. Um, to be honest, I found it all right. It's, this was the first one that I was a bit like. I had a little bit of trouble with some set, only like one or two scenes. I can't but stand it because I'm so used to actually actually seeing films in good quality. That's the like, only cinema I'm, I've had that problem. But like, oh, what was I going to say? Ah, it's gone. It's gone. It's everyone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. But it's a really fun film. It's a really good film. Yeah, I, I want to. That's it. I want to see it again, but I don't want to see it again too soon. I don't want to. I don't want to watch it again and burn out on it because I really enjoyed it. Definitely, I might, I might give it some time and then watch just, it again. Just definitely go and see it in IMAX, though. I would say just do that, like, because I know they don't yeah, show the films. They, they don't show films in IMAX for too long. No, so yeah, I think definitely I will. find the chance to go and get it with us in the world thing. It costs us five pound. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. And I technically didn't pay for mine. Thanks, Tony. Thank <laughs> <laughs> no, And I didn't even get anything when I was there either. I was like, oh, I'm fine with this drink I brought with me. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. Um, but yeah, no, I I loved I loved it. It's really fun. One of the yeah. most fun films this year. Oh yeah, really, really enjoyed myself. Really happy. Um, I saw it and I yeah. Uh... Yeah, just it's just so much fun. Yep, and obviously we've given our ratings the double microphones that are smoking. Diddly boobly. Anyway, yeah. So that was what we did this week. Do 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 Boom. Yeah. Um. Before we go, have you? You've got anything you like? Like you've watched or you'd like to recommend? Or I saw a couple of films. I'm trying to remember, I watched Lethal Weapon. Which was de- which was decent. Oh uh, yeah, I really liked. Yeah, I really liked it. I didn't give it the highest rating. I gave it a seven out of ten, uh, which is still good by my standards. Um, but I really liked it. I just couldn't help help. I couldn't get past the fact that there's so many tropes in it because they became tropes because of that film. Yeah, I get you. Um, like the buddy cop thing. Like that's very much. I mean, that's all. That was already a thing. I I imagine, but it was very much that film that made it big. With uh, obviously yeah. Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Also, watching Mel yeah, Gibson in sure. that is like watching a completely different person to if you watch Mel Gibson now. Right. It's like I look at a pic- really I look weird. at Mel Gibson there, and I look at Mel Gibson now, and I'm like, they're not the same person. Hundred percent. Like no, Mel Gibson now not. is the awful, awful person we know so. him to be. <laughs> yeah. Mel Gibson there is like he's an attractive young man. <laughs> like it, there's there's like a look in his eye now that just screams even insanity. Though, even though he is actively playing someone who is insane in that film. Yeah. In Lethal Weapon. But no, it's a, it's a good film. I really enjoyed it. Um, I also watched a George Clooney legal drama called Michael Clayton. Okay, how was is, that? Uh, directed and written by Tony Gilroy, Gilroy who worked on um, Rogue One, I believe. Nice. Uh, it's good. It's alright. Um, some good some good actors in it um like uh tilda swinton's in it she's pretty good and oh, others good. others i can't remember the names of but it's good i like a legal, i like a legal drama it was um it was one of those ones where at first i was like i don't know what's going on and then but it's really it's quite gripping yeah um i did watch quite a few films this week i'm trying to think of the uh other two i, I, I know the other one of the others but i wasn't able to save that to the last one um, okay. And I'm gonna try and quickly, quickly remind myself what the other film I saw was because I watch movies. <laughs> I watch movies. 
I um, watch films. I watched. Oh yeah, I watched Total Recall. The 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 original. The original one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is weird because it, there's loads of moments in the film where it's like this feels like it should be in like a fun, silly kind of film. And then the action's quite brutal when like someone's getting shot and there's a massive bullet hole appearing in them. Um, and then some of the like visual things like that are done are like this looks like it should be in a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, you see, like, I've only seen the remake. I've not should, seen the original. You should watch the original because I feel like because it, it did like it set a trend for a lot of sci-fi things as well. It's it's a good film. Like it's it's dated. <laughs> okay. But I liked it. But it's weird. <laughs> okay. Um. But it's yeah, I liked it. And also, uh, then watched because it's on now TV. Um, Justice League: The Flashpoint Paradox. What do you think of that? I thought it was terrible. <laughs> really? Yeah, I think it does. I haven't read the comic book storyline, but I'm probably thinking it doesn't do it enough justice. No, the comic book is a hun like miles better. It's got quite a lot of poor dialogue. It doesn't. Everyone just seems to. I don't know, the pacing's really weird. It just I don't know, expect it expects you to know everything that's happening. Like there's the yeah, opening there's a, there's an opening sequence that I actually quite like when it's like them taking on um Reverse Flash. Um Yes. And th- the other villains that he's gathered because like, Captain Boomerang's there and stuff like that. Uh and the Justice League shop to help Flash and they all it's like, "Oh, they all work in quite, you know, they work together to stop uh Reverse Flash from blowing up the city." It's like, oh, yeah. it works. It this justice works, and then it's like, Flash is like, I'm gonna go now. Runs off, and obviously the film starts with like it shows a, a flashback of him and his mother, and then it's like, oh, he's visiting our grave, and it's like, oh, I could have done more, and it's like, this many years later, you're still that hung up on it. <laughs> like, I'm not saying, yeah. oh yeah, oh you don't get get over it kind of thing, but it's like it feels very forced. And then suddenly he's like, okay, I've done this mission. I'm gonna run away now. Runs away, and then it's like, okay, suddenly he's back in time. No explanation for what happens. No explanation for how it changed. Just, yeah, there's, it just not, did. there's not a lot of explanation. It does just expect you to know. And I, I remember watching that, and then read, and also reading the comic, and going, the comic is is like yeah. fucking miles and, better. And everything just happens by chance. Like, and this isn't our review of <laughs> just asleep the Flashpoint Paradox, but like, he no, just, no, no, yeah. When he first like shows up, and he's like, oh, you know, Flash has got to do a thing, and everyone's like, who's Flash? And he's like, I'm gonna leave now. Runs outside, and it's like his mother's just there waiting for him, and it's like, so but didn't he have work, and he's just ran out for no reason, like after sleeping at work? Yeah, and then his mum's just there. It's like everything just happens. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And it, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really, really like it. I thought it was quite bad. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair, man. That's fair. Um, and those, and then I watched the Suicide Squad, obviously. And otherwise, I've well, you know carried on watching Bad Batch, which is wrapping up in a couple of weeks. I, I, I've got a lot to catch up on on that. I really it, fell off it by accident. It did get a bit meh. Uh, there's parts where, it, 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 uh, without going into spoilers, I guess it's not really spoilers, um, where Hera from Rebels shows up. Yeah. Uh, and I thought. The first episode of that was wasn't great, and then the next that's episode. That's the one. I, yeah, that's the one I'm, I'm on. Uh, the most recent episode was a really good one, though I thought, and it you know it definitely sets up for its coming. It's like finale episodes, I think. Okay. Uh, and there's a lot of things in here that are like it is trying this this series is trying to bridge the gap between Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. 
Um, I can see it doing that with a lot of little things. Um, as someone who's seen all of both series, obviously. Yeah, of course. Uh, and I carried on watching Rick and Morty, which is just being a bit meh at the moment. I need to watch last night's episode. Well, at the time of recording. Yeah, I watched. Um, I, I watched. watched I didn't realize it was being. Did they show them live on TV? TV then. Yeah, yeah, it's on E4. Something I didn't know that because I, I went onto the app to be like, is the new episode on there now? And it was like just being. It was. It was live. <laughs> it was on. I was like, oh, okay. Yes. It's Monday nights at ten. Fair enough. Um, but other than that, I haven't uh, watched anything. I recently subscribed to the Patreon for um, the podcast I like, uh, Dungeons and Daddies. Very not, nice. Not a BDSM podcast, uh, a D and D podcast about four dads flung into the Forgotten Realms. I would not recommend this podcast. I can't recommend this podcast more. I, it's it's incredible. If, like you don't even have to be a D and D fan to like this. This isn't for D and D fans because they don't play it properly. <laughs> Nice. If you want like a really good like just role playing podcast where it's just these people are just improving the entire time, it's it's so funny. Like it just it really is, and it's also not just funny, but like you get so invested in these characters, and the fact there's like over sixty episodes or something now, like just yeah. on just on Spotify alone, it's so much to get into. I subscribe to their lowest Patreon tier, which is four pound a month, but they have so much on there already just for the even for the lowest tier like that's been released over the last few years they've been doing this podcast so that mm. was why i did it i was like i need more content because i just finished listening through it all technically most of the episodes i've heard now are the third time some of them a second time nice because i love this podcast so much <laughs> yeah, yeah you should you should check it out at least the first episode i've actually got it on my no i've actually got my apple podcast list i just haven't, haven't had a chance to actually it, press yeah. play yet it's 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 really funny like the I think maybe if you don't really get in, I think like if you don't get into it in the first episode, you might not get into it. Okay. But it does evolve a lot because obviously it starts off slow and then they get more and more into it. But yeah, every, all of the people on the podcast are fantastic, hilarious. Can't get enough. Okay, of good. <laughs> um, yeah. I only watched a couple of things. I watched uh, the Dark Knight Returns Part Two, mm-hmm. um, which I enjoyed. I thought it was good. It's the, um, it's the best Batman versus Superman story. Oh, hundred percent. But um, it just made me want to read comic books. To be fair, um, I I, I, watch... I have it on my list. To yeah, get. I need to watch. I need to get it for sure. That and the Court of Hours I want to read. But um, I also read, uh, watched Jungle Cruise on Saturday night, mm. um, which I really enjoyed. It was like it was like the Goonies meets Indiana Jones meets National Treasure. Um, it feels had... a bit mismatched. I'll say I've had a lot of comparisons to the Mummy. Yeah, a bit of the Mummy as well. It's a bit, it's a bit mismatched in place. Like you can tell they're just, that some bits would are in there just for the fact to make it. And it, it, I think it was a little bit too long. I like just, it could have been. Yeah, I listened to a review of it today. Yeah, it could have been twenty minutes shorter, but um, it was genuinely really good fun, and I would recommend going to see it with my family because um. We all had a good time. There's funny moments in it. Um, the Rock and Emily Brunt are great. Brunt, Blunt, fuck now. Um, but yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Cool. And I've also actually no, that reminds me. I've also been watching um, Mythic Quest on Apple TV. Nice. Um, and that's absolutely. 
Speaking of speaking of which, there's an actress in that called uh, who's actually one of the. Well, I think she's one of the writers on the show, Ashley Birch. Yes. Her brother Anthony Birch is the DM for Dungeons and Daddies. Really? Yeah, and Ashley Birch is in a few episodes. Oh, nice. And I think she's yeah. No, they're all like that's all that crew. Like they're all like yeah. Um, oh, her brother, no, yeah, I've got Dungeon Daddies on my list. Yeah, and her brother is also the writer for Borderlands too. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, which I found out only recently, and I was like, Jesus Christ, these people have done everything. Like, the only person oh, in there God. you might know that's actually part of the regular cast is Freddie Wong. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he's been on like he's been like a guest on like some of the Fun House stuff as well. Yeah, that's where I first. Dis- found out about them they're, they're doing them doing their thing because they obviously have another podcast called story break where they do script stuff yes i remember you telling me yeah it's yeah it's just the connections there's connections there <laughs> oh nice yeah i've definitely got my list i might listen to one uh tomorrow i i, I try to listen to podcast during work but then at the same time i, I don't because then i get too distracted see i um, this is the it's that is the kind of podcast where i can listen to it while doing other things because i've I was when I'm re-listening to it. I've heard it all before, but it is yeah. one of those ones where it's like you kind of have to be not distracted doing something else at the same. Like you could maybe be doing it while working, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, okay. But like, cause I used to listen to it at work, but my work was obviously just, you know, pushing things around. Um, mm. But it is one of those ones where it's like it could even be like a. So I've been listening to this rather than watching stuff now, like in my free time. I've been rather than oh, nice. rather than watching something on YouTube. I've been listening to that, like as in, it's my place. It's like a series. I was binge oh, okay. watching. A pod, I was binge listening to a podcast. <laughs> I love that though. That's the kind of because it is like that. it's story based. It's like it's a story as well. Like every ep- and there's cliffhangers almost every episode. Nice. Uh, which is a pain when you have to wait two weeks for the next one. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna jump on it. I might. I'll definitely listen to one on the way to work tomorrow. Actually. Yeah, definitely give I'll it a go. And let me let me know how you think. I, I, yeah, I the one I've been listening to at the moment is they have an episode. They have uh, a podcast that they do after every episode where they it's called Talking Dad and it's where they basically re- talk about what things that went into the most recent episode and stuff like that. Okay. Which is them talking about the episode. Um, and okay. that's what I've been listening to because there's like 50 episodes of that and I just downloaded them all last night off their Patreon. <laughs> I love the I love the cover says not a BDSM podcast. Yeah, it's in the intro every time as well. That's why I said um, well, it, it's yeah Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast, a D and D podcast about four dads flung into the Forgotten Realms. It's literally what's said in the beginning of every episode. There is also so, yeah, I've got, as you I've look, got the first one queued up. As you go through the list, like not right now, obviously, as you go through the episodes, there is like a couple of specials in there. Um, okay, so. There's one called At the Mountains of Dadness, or just The Mountains of Dadness, whatever it's called, which is part of another series where the only the first episode is on Spotify, on, the, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, the rest of it's on their on their Patreon. Oh, okay. So just skip that one. There's also a crossover what? episode they did with other people. There's a special like Saturday Night Live style episode they did. Um, nice. And there's also another one which I absolutely think you should listen to, which is an in-between episode where it they do like BDSM stuff but it's, it's really funny because <laughs> like, the intro is like for the first time actually a BDSM podcast I fucking love that but they I do it love that. they do it tastefully like they don't take the piss out of it and all that like they're great those guys are all great <laughs> oh decent decent I love them yeah, I'll if you do well. end up like getting into it I'll be so happy because I have nobody to talk to about it 
Yeah, man. Well, mate, you know for a fact I love podcasts, and so if I, I'm sure I'll listen to it. Yes. So as soon as I listen to the first one, you know for a fact I'll binge the rest. It initially it is hard to determine who everyone is at first especially with the dm when he does all his other voices and that but there's a lot of good jokes in there there's a lot of references to other things but it's yeah it's good okay it's cool good. uh this, this, that's what makes me want to play D but do it kind of my way yeah I which really is, play D&D. Which is really why at the moment. which is why i always say i don't want to play D with people that like D. like like it like it like i don't want to play D with people who do play D because i don't want to play it the traditional way i want to play it my own way yeah, which is why I would definitely love to DM a campaign for just close friends that don't really like know much about D and D, because I don't know yeah, much about sure. it. <laughs> yeah, so no, I'd, I'd butcher it. I'd be like, "Here, I, here are the dice we need. We're just going to do this shit and just make it up as we go along. Let's go." Which well, no, I've got a, I've got a friend at um, work, Reese. Um, once again, shout out to Reese. But um, he he was saying the day he plays their D and D with a group of his friends, and they've been doing it for like four years. And he was explaining to me today, like, his kind of story and his characters and stuff. And I was like, that all sounds fucking amazing. Like, I just, I just feel like, um, I know for a fact, if I got if we, if we, I got into it with a good group of people like yourself and, and mm. a few other people, I feel like it would just be such a good time. No, that we should, um, I, I definitely want, like, I when I said it to you recently as well, I definitely want to do it. And I am looking into getting a D&D starter kit. Yeah. Like, I definitely want to do it. Like I feel like if I because a part of me is always like I really would love to try D and D somewhere and I don't want to get to like forty and be like I've still not done it because it's like yeah. I can just play it like I just need the people with me and if you're one of those people that definitely will we should definitely do it at some point. Yeah, I'll be, I'm in. I'm I'm in, mate. hundred percent. And then I don't know many people on my end otherwise that would play it. I maybe have a friend that I could probably haven't seen her in years and we are trying to arrange to meet up. When I say I haven't seen her in years, it's been like a decade. <laughs> but yeah, I've got a couple of people that we could ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a conversation for... For, uh, for uh, yeah. Outside. Fast. Fast. Sorry, listeners, but you, you can't join. I mean, you, you, um, I mean, if any listeners, you know, if we become friends of any listeners somehow down the line, this podcast is still growing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, true, true. Well, just before we just before we wrap up, I actually got a message from a... I literally got a message, text a minute ago from... And listens to our podcast, Brian. She's mm-hmm. listening to our Marvel MCU Phase One recap. Ooh. Um, and she says she needs one of the quotes. I think, well, judging by what it says, what you said <laughs> on a T-shirt, and the quote says, "Information first, dickhead." <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, that maybe you never know. Maybe that, that would be merch one day. Kind maybe of sums up our friendship merch. as well. <laughs> yeah, it does, doesn't it? I might just get a shirt just made for me that just says "Information first, dickhead." <laughs> yeah, I, w- I think I want that on a mug uh, with, our, should... with our logo on the other side. Hey, if she if she wants a shirt, she can absolutely buy one from us when we figure out how to make shirts. <laughs> oh, I'll figure it out. Don't you worry. The first a first um, shirt will sell. Information that's first, it. dickhead. That's that's. I mean, that's it's so it, well, no, it's so easy to get like merch and stuff on websites. Oh, yeah. like, you can put the logo on Redbubble easily. Do you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I'm, I was I was actually thinking of doing that and getting me and you a mug shipped. <laughs> that would be pretty sick but anyway that brings us to the end of the episode it does um, and it went so it went listening. it went longer than we probably expected it yes Harry's got work to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um, yeah thank you as always so much for listening you can find us on all elements of social media you can find the podcast at Two Smoking Mics on Twitter yep. um, Instagram 
is two smoking mics as well. It's two smoking microphones. Two smoking microphones. It's annoying because because Twitter doesn't let us do doesn't have, give us enough characters to do two smoking microphones. So maybe we'll, I don't know. I was going to say try and figure out a way to just have it to be the same everywhere, but we should also look into trying. I don't know how you do it. Getting an actual proper web, you know, a way a link for Facebook essentially. Yeah, because I have a look into that. We always have to tell people go to search the name of the podcast. Like we need like a bit bit ly link to get us there or something like that. Yeah, we'll set up a link tree or but, something. Um, yeah, no, I tell you what, we will. Yeah, but um, yeah, if you go to those, you'll find us on our Facebook to your box pockets and like microphones, and we'll have an email to like microphones pod at gmail dot com. Um, so contact us there. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yep. you can also find Connor at. At, at uh, Connor Jordan underscore ninety six on Twitter. I um yeah I tweet. <laughs> um and you can find me at Harry Young Edits on Twitter or thereviewlab dot org, uh, where recently I spoke about um Jodie Whittaker leaving Doctor Who and my thoughts. Um, I actually so yeah, thank you, I have a I have a thing I might do for my blog uh, as we start the new uh the new football season. I was I mentioned it to my mum saying I might do something where I talk like review maybe not review but like recap or have my opinions on like each Chelsea match as they happen I'm a Chelsea supporter um <laughs> yeah do and I, I don't know I've never really written about football much apart from when I wrote about like my past some past football matches I've been to and when Frank Lampard was sacked as their manager um yeah so I'm not sure if I'm the best writer for football I usually tweet when I usually have I usually tweet when I have something to say I tweeted throughout the Euros basically so I don't know maybe maybe it's something I can do uh, yeah do it maybe give it a trial run see how you find it i got to wait till the season starts <laughs> well no maybe I'll take like a past match for example could and then do. like could just, try, just try and find it in YouTube don't do one that you're particularly like remember too well just at least you do one that you might not remember watch it and then do a little do a little write up and see how you feel yeah maybe there is a friendly tomorrow night uh, as we're recording this I might maybe if there's enough to talk about in that but we'll see yeah yeah We'll see. But, um, yeah, next week could be could be anything. It could be a Doctor Who topic. It could be something completely different. Yeah. Um, we'll... We will find out when we find out. Yeah, we'll and have to talk about that. Next week. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Look after each other. We've now got to go put out these smoking microphones. Yep, they're setting fire to all my stuff. Oh, no, my stuff. Well, actually, we say they're smoking. We don't say they're on fire. No, yeah, that last bit didn't make sense. Go follow us on Instagram. We've got a lot of posts this week. <laughs> we do. We've actually got or, shitloads. So please last follow week. Them, like, and share. Or last week. Because this comes week. out on Monday. And I probably would have posted them all by then. Oh, well. Yeah, we are recording this on Tuesday, to be fair. So, yeah. Follow us on everything. Bye. Bye.